0: Hello everyone and welcome to the World of Yoga for Dancers, episode 13. I am your host, Sharon Johnston, and today I will discuss the 10 classic mistakes to avoid when you join a yoga class. This is purely to help anyone who might be heading off to the yoga studios next month for the first time, as they are set to reopen on the 17th of May 2021 here in the UK. Let's hope now that our unlocking roadmap can stay on track, and here I wish to offer my sincere condolences to anyone who has lost a friend, a loved one, a family member during this pandemic. A huge thank you to all the key workers who just simply haven't stopped working tirelessly throughout to ensure we overcome this pandemic. Okay, some of you listening might think, How can there be so many mistakes to be made? It's only a yoga class. But, like anything else, there is an etiquette and a lot goes on in a yoga class both on and off the mat, before and after. Yoga takes concentration, breath, it uses folds and revolves, involves detoxifying twists, stretches and inversions. Your practice requires your full attention and engagement of the mind, body, and very often to lead with your heart and not your head. In my time of practicing yoga, I have been guilty of making some classic yoga mistakes from the list below, but they are all correctable, so no worries. I have compiled this list to help you avoid these common yoga mistakes and for you to enjoy a more successful experience whilst you practice. So let's get straight to it. Number one, arriving late for class. Yeah, it's never a good one really. A yoga studio will more often than not let you go in even when you are late But remember that walking in and throwing down your mat with a big crash-bang wallop, saying a huge hello to the teacher, whilst dropping your keys and all your other belongings all around the room, acting like you are early for class when you are actually not, can really be quite disturbing to others. And it will unsettle the calm Zen atmosphere that your fellow yogis have created for themselves already. So if you are late and it does happen, Be mindful when you enter the room to be as quiet as possible. Mistake number two is not leaving your shoes and your ego at the door. All yogis will carry out their practice in bare feet, so the studios will always provide boxes or shelf-type areas in the waiting room for you to place your shoes outside of the yoga room. This helps to keep the studio floor inside clean and safe from any small stones or grit that have possibly taken up house and home on your shoes. Ego. Now this is a big no-no. I said a quote from Max Strom in a previous podcast episode, but I will read it again now for I believe that it is fitting to the topic of quieting the ego. Remember, it doesn't matter how deep into a posture you go. What matters is who you are when you get there. When we lead ourselves by the heart, we go through the practice being kind to ourselves and others. When we lead with the ego, we push too far or too hard and for too long and then questions arise in our heads as to why we can't do something that others seem to do with ease. When listening to the ego we risk injuring ourselves, physically and mentally, so please turn down the ego. Know that in time and the more you practice, you too will be able to move easier through and into postures that seemed somewhat impossible at first. Okay. So, number 3, viewing yoga as something to be mastered. Yoga is a lifetime practice and experience. If you were to want to simply master it, then it's done. What's next? You may open quote master your warrior 2 alignment, Virabhadrasana 2, close quote. However, if you stop noticing and only see each pose as a tick list of completion, then you miss how your body and mind are feeling and responding to each posture, each time that you attempt it. I can assure you, your body will feel different and communicate a number of messages, emotions and vibes each time you enter a pose. Even your yoga teacher would not profess to be a master of yoga. They might be very, very good at it, even excellent at knocking out those handstands, headstands, flying whatnots, but hey, that is not just what yoga is about. Yoga is also what you discover and learn about yourself and what you can create for yourself on and off the mat, using the asanas as the vehicle to get you to a better place of personal understanding and productivity in your life. Enjoy each class and practice session for what it is teaching you at the time. Every flow is individual for the individual. Right, onwards to number four. Worrying about what others think, especially when you are a beginner. Please remember, yoga is not a competition. Each student's practice is an individual experience. That's what makes yoga so great. Even though you are in a room full of others taking the same lesson you will be encouraged by your teacher to turn your awareness inwards and to focus on only you and your practice. Everyone else in the room is doing exactly the same and focused on themselves and their practice. So my advice is to keep your eye gaze low, listen out only for your teacher's voice leading you through and where possible close the eyes down for a truly beautiful practice. Your teacher will be taking the postures with you on his or her own mat so if something is confusing to you, you will will be able to copy. We want you to be a warrior, not a worrier. Number five is holding your breath. Often when we attempt something new, we hold our breath. It is incredibly important in yoga that we use the breath to assist us through the asanas. This is using our pranayama breath control. The pattern of breath would be to breathe in deeply to create length and extension in the body like sitting or standing taller than usual and to then slowly exhale as you fold, twist or relax into postures and movements. Coordinating the breath within the movements will also bring your practice to new levels and you will also feel the benefits, or the magic as I like to call it, at the end of your practice for longer as you leave your mat. Plus, breathing is vital to life. It is the present moment, so enjoy the here and the now through prana. Okay, number six, not using yoga props such as blocks, bricks, straps to assist you where needed. Once we move the ego aside and don't see using props like bolsters, blocks and yoga straps to help us as a sign of weakness or being no good at yoga, the better our practice becomes. Just like in life, we fall back on our support systems, friends, family, colleagues, making our daily lives that little bit easier to handle. Well, the same applies in the yoga studio. So proudly walk over to the props shelf and grab yourself two blocks and a yoga strap before you start. You may or may not need them, but knowing you have the assistance there, just in case you do, will make for the best practice. Practitioners of yoga who have been attending classes for years will often still collect their props beforehand, just in case it's what the body needs later on in class. We're nearly there, number seven gulping water during practice Small sips are better Whenever you are taking part in any physical practice it is important to only take small sips of your water as large gulps can make us feel nauseous and the body may wish to expel the water sooner rather than later and as we are in the middle of practicing it may not always be possible Number 8 Forcing yourself into a pose This can also relate to leading with the ego and not the heart. We must always come from a mindful place, not a forceful place when we enter into a posture, especially a new movement, one that we haven't seen or tried before. If at any time you feel a sharp pain or a level of discomfort that you know is not a good sensation, then pull back, back away from the pose and modify it, with the advice and experience of your teacher, attempt it with those wonderful yoga props that we talked about. Number nine, skipping Shavasana. If you can, then always allow yourself the time to partake in Shavasana at the end of class. To not is almost like walking around a clothes shop, filling your basket and then walking out, forgetting to pay. You just wouldn't. Besides, that's called shoplifting and it is illegal. The body and mind need Shavasana. After it's worked out or worked in, however you like to address yoga, it's like the cooling down period, as many of us can perhaps relate to better. It happens at the end of a fitness class, dance class and training session. So it's important to also give yourself this time at the end of your yoga session. The benefits are endless as your body absorbs the practice, the mind has permission for a few more moments peace and using the prana, breath, any areas of tension that are still with you can take this still calming time to relax and release just that little bit more. The daily grind is still there and waiting for you regardless, so buffer it all away for that little bit longer. And finally, number 10, not cleaning your mat. Well, if there is something we have all been signposted to more than ever in the last 12 months, it's the importance of personal hygiene. Every yoga studio will provide a special mat cleaning solution, so whether you have borrowed a studio mat or used your own, always clean your mat to ensure it fulfills its purpose for as long as possible. Our bodies are constantly shedding skin cells, so clean up before you pack up. So now that you know your yoga etiquette and some of the pitfalls to avoid, I would encourage you to get in touch with your local studio and book in for your next class. To all my listeners, connect back up with me and let me know how you get on. And if you have any questions about starting yoga or the practice itself, postures, do's and don'ts, helpful tips and all that good stuff, then I am here for you all. So don't hesitate to contact me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and or through my website www.yogafordancersuk.com. Until next week and I'm so excited to announce that I have my first podcast guest to chat to. Yay! So tune in to find out who it is. Take care and stay safe. Namaste yogis.